Section 5 of The Sikh Religion, Its Gurus, Sacred Writings and Authors, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Sikh Religion, Its Gurus, Sacred Writings and Authors, Volume 3, by Max Arthur McAuliffe. Life of Guru Arjan, Chapter 5 chapter five after the guru's return to amritsar prithia continued to annoy him as before prithia's jealousy was to a great extent fanned by his wife's reproaches she said to her husband my lord hadst thou pleased thy father by serving him thou shouldst now be guru and i should be the guru's revered wife the eldest son hath been superseded the youngest hath obtained the position of guru and is worshipped by the world the emperor and kings bow before him wealth ever cometh to him while the fates are against us prithia replied thou hast the greatest wealth of all in thy son murban when he shall have grown up he shall obtain the guruship arjan hath no son himself and his prosperity is but short-lived the guru's wife who overheard this conversation repeated it to her husband he bade her pay no heed to it but continued to repeat the true name he then addressed her the following hymn o my soul grasp the shelter of the supreme and omnipotent god repeat the name of god who supporteth the regions of the earth and the universe o saint of god abandon thine intellectual pride understand the will of god and thou shalt be happy except the act of god is good in weal and woe meditate on him the creator saveth in a moment millions of fallen ones and in this there is no delay the lord is the destroyer of the pain and sorrow of the poor he rewardeth whom he pleaseth he is mother and father cherisher of life and soul and a sea of comfort for all there is no deficiency in the creator's gifts he is omnipresent and a mine of jewels the beggar beggeth thy name o lord thou abidest in every heart the slave nanak hath entered the sanctuary of him from whom nobody departeth empty the guru continued his instruction fools love the world though it is as a mirage an enchanted city or the shadow of a tree in the same way nanak wise men regard family and wealth as perishable and remember god's name o my good wife even if karmo's jealousy and pride please thee not be not jealous and proud like her if one throw a handful of dust at the moon it will not reach it but recoil on the thrower if my eldest brother's wife hath addressed thee bad language bear it shaikh farid hath said farid do good for evil clothe not thy heart with anger thus shall thy body not suffer pain and thou shalt obtain everything the guru's wife said although thine instruction is the best yet my married life would be most happy if thou grant me a son great king they who seek thy protection obtain happiness in this life and salvation in the next if thou grant not thy servant a son it will not be well with the object of giving his sikhs a lesson in humility he decided on referring her to bai buddha to pray for the desired boon and gave her the following directions my beloved if thou really desire a son then go to bai buddha an ancient sikh of baba nanak's time and wait on him 
he dwelleth in a forest he is a humble man he carrieth firewood and grass and sendeth to my kitchen the corn which is the guru's right after the cultivators have taken their share he is ever engaged in worship and only eateth when he receiveth food from the guru's kitchen if he be pleased he will bless thee and thou shalt have a son god arrangeth the affairs of his saints next day the guru's wife set out in great state to see bhai buddha she took with her as her attendants the wives of the headmen of amritsar they rode in carriages palkis and sedans and formed an imposing procession she was also attended by servants male and female who carried plates of sweets as offerings to the saint they reached his place in the forest in the afternoon when he was hungry and thirsty and in momentary expectation of his meal from the guru's kitchen when he saw the dust of the cortege flying and the carriages palkis sedans bearers and horsemen approaching at high speed he said is there a stampede from amritsar that the inhabitants have left the city and sought shelter here the guru's wife on being informed of bhai buddha's surprise was much distressed and remarked that her journey had brought her a curse instead of a blessing having made her obeisance and placed before him the delicious food she had brought she addressed him thou hast seen and heard and served guru nanak thou art respected by us and worthy art thou of reverence the guru hath sent me to thee that by thy blessing i may obtain the boon of a son bhai buddha replied revered lady i am but the grass-cutter and servant of thy house if i possess the power thou supposest why should i cut grass and sweep the guru's stables it is the guru himself who fulfilleth every one's desires it is the guru himself who is the ocean of supernatural power should he desire to dismiss me i must be content as for these savoury dishes thou placest before me i am not worthy of them they are only fitted for the guru himself if thou think i should take them expect not service from me were i to eat them how could i afterwards think of cutting grass if thou desire menial service from me then i am thy slave but take away these viands the lady's further solicitations were useless she had to return disappointed and crestfallen to the guru the guru on hearing the result of his wife's mission quoted to her the following hymn of guru amar das o man be not proud of thy knowledge become pious and humble within thee are ignorance and pride of intellect by the true word wash away this filth be humble before the true guru and allow not thyself to be at all noticed the world is burning by its own pride allow not thyself to be noticed act according to the will of the true guru and abide by his wishes thus saith nanak forsake pride and continue to be of humble mind thus shalt thou obtain happiness the guru continued the saints and the true guru are not pleased with display if thou desire anything from them never appear in the character of a superior come i will teach thee how to succeed with devotion in thy heart grind corn knead the flour and bake the bread with thine own hands dress it with onions then take it with some thick buttermilk on thy head to buy buddha dress thyself as a cultivator's wife and go on foot and alone so shalt thou obtain the saint's blessing 
the guru's wife in accordance with his instructions proceeded next day without attendance to bhai buddha she found him hungry as before and waiting for his meal on seeing her he thought to himself if a mother take not care of her son who will do so she hath brought me my meal and i need it much i was wrong in sending her away yesterday but she hath pardoned mine error hail lady give me what thou hast brought bhai buddha while eating said the guru is the owner of the storehouse but i have received an order to open it as thou hast given me food to my heart's content so shalt thou have a son to thy heart's content he shall be very handsome and brave possess spiritual and temporal power become a mighty hunter ride on royal steeds wear two swords be puissant in battle and trample on the mughals with every morsel he ate bhai buddha uttered a blessing on the lady's progeny and said as i now crush these onions thou hast brought me so shall thy son crush the heads of his enemies and be at once a great warrior and exalted guru his shall not be the humble seat of a village guru but a gorgeous imperial throne as i am now filled with thy viands so shall thy heart be filled with joy on beholding him a son who received at his birth the name of har gobind was duly conceived and in memory of the event an anniversary fair is held in the forest where bhai buddha resided the guru on hearing from his wife on her return home of the graciousness of her reception by bhai buddha said if the saints desire it they can make a poor man a king fill the empty and poise a mountain on a blade of grass it may be convenient here to give a panegyric of bhai buddha which a sikh biographer put into the mouth of guru arjan buddha sahib is the impersonation of austerity a mine of divine knowledge and virtue simple and pious he hath asserted himself he is unequalled like the sun the moon and the philosopher's stone he hath adopted no religious garb nor in any wise practised hypocrisy he hath subdued all his desires and organs here o ganga ineffable is the word of the saints in whose complete power god is o ganga the guru on being satisfied of his wife's conception composed the following that the words of holy men are immutable is apparent to all whosoever associateth with a saint shall meet the lord god this faith and comfort are obtained by uttering god's name everybody hath been making his own remarks the guru hath brought a child to my house there is no doubt god is the preserver of him who seeketh his shelter plant god's name in the soil of acts since this opportunity is difficult to find god himself is the searcher of hearts he doeth everything and causeth everything to be done it is god's function to purify many sinners be not led astray o men by the deceit of mammon nanak god will preserve his honour whom he hath robed in his court when karmo prithio's wife heard of the guru's wife's pregnancy she upbraided her husband with having falsely prophesied that no child should be born to guru arjan when bhai buddha spoke of a stampede from amritsar he little thought that there would be a stampede of another character which would give his words literal fulfilment prithia instigated his friend sulahi khan now grown insolent with power to proceed under pretence of levying tribute 
with a strong force to plunder amritsar and inspire fear in the guru the guru anticipating the raid and otherwise apprehending unprovoked annoyance from sulahi resolved to leave amritsar and seek shelter in wadali a village six or seven miles distant a faithful sikh apprehending danger to the guru persuaded him to retire to a tract of barren land called raur in the local dialect which belonged to him it is said that after the guru's arrival the land became green it may be here mentioned that the guru's retreat is still called the guru's raur and possesses an imposing and well-appointed temple the guru was not suffered to abide long in peace in his retreat wadali originally founded by the chambal and man tribes had become a prosperous village and on this account the inhabitants of the neighboring villages grew jealous and made war on them the wadali people unaccustomed to a marauding life were defeated and in their difficulties hearing that guru arjan was encamped in the vicinity sought his protection and mediation with their enemies the guru accepted the role thus offered him and proceeded with the wadali men to their village where he lived for a considerable time prithia not wishing to undergo the expense of entertaining sulahi khan went forth to meet him sulahi after salutation said prithi chand thou the eldest hast not obtained the guruship where is thy youngest brother who hath obtained it prithia replied my lord my brother arjan hearing of thine approach hath left amritsar and gone i know not whither prithia offered sulahi a present which he refused saying that it was more proper for him to give than to take a present from a guru sulahi requested prithia to let him know when arjan returned and he would take measures to restrain his irregularities the guru finding in wadali a scarcity of water ordered a large well to be dug and worked by six persian wheels chiharat whence it was afterwards called chiharta on the fifth day of the light half of magh the indian vernal festival there is a yearly fair held at the place End of chapter five